Hello, hello, and welcome to the Rock Metal Podcast. I'm your host, John Harris, and on my right-hand side is my right-hand man, Gabriel. Hi. And today on the Rock Metal Podcast, we have Trouble County. They've just released a new single called Wasted, and they have an upcoming EP called Debt We Pay, and they've also got a few other singles and videos we're going to chat about. So I'm also being joined by the whole band, or at least the important members of the band, so I'm told. We've got Jules, Mark, <laughs> and JD. So boys, welcome to the show. Hello, Hello, man. Happy I'm to be here. I'm not aware that we've got any other members, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> not, not we know about, anyway. Th- this is it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, three-piece band. Three-piece band, baby. Uh, tri- trio all the way. Trio all the way. Do you guys consider yourselves to be a power trio? Uh, well, we... We we don't, but uh, yeah, we have arguably we've that. arguably been called a power trio. Uh, we yeah. like it. <laughs> yeah. I think on uh, basis of live performances, we get a big sound for three people. I think that's where the power trio kind of moniker comes from. Yeah. How do you guys do that? How do you get a big sound live out of three people? It's um, it's interesting. So, like, all three of us have been uh, been in quite a few different bands. And um, we know what it takes to, to get a good live sound. And we've worked really hard with this band, uh, particularly being the three piece, to, uh, to choose our equipment carefully, to choose our instruments carefully, um, and really sculpt our sound um, so that as a three piece, we, we, we sound massive. Yeah, well, so we we hope we do anyway. And <laughs> yeah. everyone yeah, else. It's, it's been about working the sounds together. So, for example, I play bass, and when Jules is playing lead, we need to get plenty happening from from the rhythm section. So I've really gone for quite a, a fat bass tone rather than a clanky tone, which you, you get with quite a, quite a lot of larger bands, so that I can fill the sound up. And when we play live, I use uh, a bit of overdrive and some other effects to, to really give a big sound on the bass to kind of fill the space up. Mm-hmm. Do you have multiple uh, like, amps, like one to handle the dirt, one to handle something else? Um, I don't have multiple amps, but what I do have is an effects pedal, which allows me to blend. So you kind of get the two amp effect. So I can get still get my clean bass sound, and then I use a send return loop with the overdrive on it so that overdrive gets added without taking away from the low end because sometimes you put pedals on and you lose some of the basis of your original sound so that, yeah. that's how i've managed to achieve that okay yeah. lugging one bass amp rounds <laughs> enough for me i don't want to take two mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. that's right baby okay other power trio questions Do we have any other trio do you guys have any particular um, what was I going to call it? I don't want to call it influences. I'm not asking about your influences, but do you look at any other uh, trio-ish bands? Some of them come to mind that normally because there's technically four members, we don't think of them as trios, but like, at least I think it is. Rage Against the Machine, I think, has four because they have a separate singer. Yeah. Um, but arguably, the band itself is still a trio. They function that way. Uh, Van Halen, at least until uh, Sammy Hagar came in, arguably, they functioned as a, as a power trio. Is there anybody, Rush, is there anybody that you like, said check this out they sound effing huge what do they do well rage against the machine is literally one of my all-time favorite bands so definitely some influence there and he very much uses overdrive and other effects on the bass to fill the sound up when tom morello's doing his thing so yeah for me 
if you, I never really thought of them as a power trio because there's, but musically you're right. There's there's three people making the noise and then a vocalist. We just happen to have someone who plays guitar and sings at the same time. But yeah, musically yeah. it gives the same kind of format as that. Yeah, yeah. I mean I'm sure all of us have listened to bands like Rush and you know. It, and Van Halen and bands like that in the past, and you, you're right, you know, all those guys create a huge sound yeah. with, with just the instruments. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's something. It's it's not something that we um, that we planned on. We did we, we didn't start the band and plan on it being a trio. We um, we actually struggled to find a vocalist, uh, and um, I did a uh, a blind audition for the band. Um, it's quite interesting because obviously, so I, I initially started the band um, and uh, and decided to do a blind audition as a vocalist for the band because I was just the, I was the guitarist um, and we couldn't find a singer. So I thought, right, OK, I'd had a few beers one night. I'll have a bash at singing. Uh, and so recorded, uh, recorded a song, sent it to the guy saying, look, I found a, I found a singer. Um, I think I found a singer. Um, let me know what you think. I think, you know, I think he's pretty cool. <laughs> and uh, I've been dreadful. <laughs> yeah, they said literally the worst thing ever. No, so 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 luckily, you know, they 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 were brutally honest, and I knew they would be brutally honest, which is why I wanted to do it like that. Um, they said, yeah, that that works. Um, so I revealed it was me, and then had to work on singing and playing the guitar at the same time. So <laughs> it, it 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 fell into place as a three piece. It was it wasn't a plan. Um, you know, we we love the fact now that that it is a trio, um, and we, we kind of play to that. But yeah, it wasn't it wasn't planned. <laughs> mm-hmm. What kind of feedback did you get on your well, vocals? So. It's all been really good. Oh, you know, from the do you mean from the audition? I mean, you know, Jules sent it over to. I think you sent it to me first, um, yeah. and I listened, and it's like, well, this sounds like exactly what we're looking for because we talked about what kind of style of singer and we tried to, I mean, we had some pretty dreadful auditions with people who talked a really good game and they were, you know, really abysmal when they turned up. And it's, we were at the point where we had quite a few songs written and, you know, we, we needed a vocalist to move forward and then to just get that out of the blue from Jules. It was like, well, why have we just spent all this time looking when you can do this? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the thing is, I, I've I've always sung, but I've never considered myself a singer. Um, you know, I've I've considered myself a guitarist. Uh, so it was it, it was a big step to do it. Um, hence why I did it blind. I even uh, a bit before I sent it to the band, I sent it to um, I sent it to, around to my family, um, and didn't say it was me. I said, "What what do you think of this singer?" And um, and and they, you know, my family have always they're not the kind of family that'd be like, oh, yeah, you're amazing. You know, you're you're so good. You should be famous. They're, they're honest. They're like brutally honest. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they, you know, they, they gave completely honest feedback. And then when I said it was me, they were like, definitely send it to the send it to the guys. Um, let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was. um it, it was pretty cool in that respect. And then, you know, in, in the early days, we, I, I think we struggled a little bit with being a little bit too heavy, um, which is initially, it, it's not what any of us wanted. And uh, we, we parted ways with our drummer and, uh, and very luckily found, uh, found Spence. Um, 
and you know what spence brings to the band is uh it, it's really kind of locked it into to, to what we uh what we've become now mm-hmm. and what is that what does he bring what, what do you bring spence yeah what do i bring the thunder that's what i bring <laughs> if you we wanted to have like classic rock kind of roots and feel real natural sounding drum who dispense likes Led Zepp and Black Sabbath and loads of old school stuff as well as like 90s grunge bands and they're all got that kind of it's not it's not modern sound it's like got a classic sound but it works with it with the music that we're doing so you know we, we've always kind of when we record we want to have real drums not triggers and programming we want it to sound like a real band there's so much music out there now that's you know probably the drums are programmed the drummer just doesn't even have to play it or it's got so much editing done in fact we had quite a nightmare in the studio when we were recording that originally like jill said we we're going to do an album we recorded 12 songs i think in the studio 12 or 13, uh, we yeah. had an absolute nightmare um with the, with the guy who was doing the engineering for us because he his focus was on triggering everything so he wasn't really paying attention to capturing the drum sounds as best he could um we've ended up with with jules all the tracks you're listening to jules has mixed those they've not been mixed by the studio we've done it ourselves because we were never we were never happy um and it's been a real labor of love to, to try and create the real drum sounds out of the quality of recording that we had i think you know we've yeah, learned a lot i mean the, just doing that them apart and put them back together again pretty much so. yeah i mean the, the 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 key thing the key thing for us was um as mark said that natural sound and the 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 place for me and for us where that comes from is really the drum sound you know, so so much modern music, as Mark said, is is either triggered or heavily augmented. Um, we definitely didn't want that. We we wanted one hundred percent real drums. And you know, when when the songs were mixed, um, Spence and I um, sat down and and went through the drums and made sure that they were as. I mean, there, there's no triggering on on any of it. Um, it's it's all one hundred percent real um it's as spence wanted it to sound it's as we wanted it to sound um and i think it makes a real difference when you when you mix an instrument with with the actual artist in that way um it, you know it really captures what what they were hoping for and what what their vision was and you know spence i mean you you and i uh, you and i sat for for many hours <laughs> yeah, a long time, a long time. Labour of love, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, for me, recording drums that way captures the genuine feel and style of a drummer. When you start triggering and overproducing the drums, although you can get a massive sound and, and all the rest the of it, away. feel. And we had some issues with some of the editing that was done, where he'd kind of edited the drums and chopped it all around and tried to kind of quantize things. And then the feel and the expression and even some of the drum fills didn't sound right anymore Mm. because they lost that element. You know, there's a certain element of natural feel and some people are slightly behind the beat or ahead of the beat. And that kind of gives it the vibe of the music. And it's very easy to kind of produce that out if you go, go too far with it. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously it takes a lot of work 
to make it all natural, especially with drums um, and expensive as hell to record it that way. What kind of sound were you, were you looking for? Because you mentioned grunge, so I'm thinking Dave Grohl. I'm thinking like a really huge, punchy uh, sound from Dave Grohl. I'm also hearing, uh, for example, you're wearing a Hendrix shirt, so there's some of that more classic sound or like a Bonham sound, which is basically well, just yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, they're, they're the sort of drummers that speak to me. Um, you know, your, your Keith Moons and your... I mean, all, all of them sort of drummers had, even for those times, had massive drum sounds, but but totally natural. And that's kind of what we want to get from uh, from our recordings, really, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and you can still all those artists now, and it still sounds great. Yeah. Still, you know, I think a lot of modern music you'll look back on in 10 years, 15 years time and it won't sound as great because it's it's not got so much natural kind of feel to it. That's how I feel about music. I mean, I still listen to music from 20 years ago and although it's not as loud and maybe not as polished as modern music, you just turn the volume up and you immerse yourself in it and it just feels so real. I actually find a lot of modern, especially heavy music, quite hard to listen to for a long period of time. I find it it's so everything's so compressed and driven and in your face that it, it becomes it's almost too polished though, too, in a way. Too intense to kind of listen to for long periods. But mm-hmm. maybe it's just because I'm old. Oh no! <laughs> it could uh, be. It could I agree be. with you. All right. Uh, I am noticing. Actually, speaking of uh, mixing on the YouTube channel, there's a video specifically on how to mix a bass DI track. Um, yeah. With some DI DIY acoustic. DIY acoustic stuff. stuff. I, it says dot dot dot. So I don't know what else is there. But I figure I'll just let you guys carry up on on that one. Um, yeah. Sure. So. Um, so I thought it was um, when I was actually mixing the, um, the 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 bass for that track. Um, I thought that the way that I was mixing it was relatively interesting um, and not particularly usual. Um, I did a bit of research on how I was mixing it. Um, now I've had no no official training. Um, my brother is a professional audio engineer. Um, so I've had a little bit of influence from him, but no official training. Uh, and when I looked up how I was mixing it, it's actually how, um, a lot of the, the sort of big classic pros mix bass the eyes. Uh, so I thought it'd be worth, uh, worth doing a little video and a bit of documentation on it. Um, the, it, it, it's, it, it's a strange video to be honest, cause I mean, I, I was trying to fix some of the acoustics in my studio. Uh, my studio is very small, um, and it really struggles in the in the low end. Um, it's really difficult to mix the low end. Uh, so, you know, it kind of tied in doing the, the mixing the bass and then doing a bit of the acoustic treatment to affect how the bass sounded in the room, so that I could mix it better. Um, yeah, it was it, you know, for 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 geeky people like us. I, I guess it's quite a cool video. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So then um, we've got natural drums and then we have bass DI. Do you mix it in with bass amp? Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 In the studio, we recorded uh, DI and then two or three microphones 
on the base. We didn't necessarily use all of it, but it gave us gave us options um, in terms of what worked best. I think we had a bit of hit and miss again in the studio with the quality of some of the stuff that was recorded. Um, we had some issues with the amount of sorry we get technical again, but the amount of compression that's being used when you're recording something, mm-hmm. you know. Generally, you want to try and record things as dry as possible, and then you do the production work after you've recorded it. If you overcook things when you're recording them, so you put a lot of compression on bass, for example, it, it sounds massive. You can't take that away again afterwards and get the expression back on it. So the, the good thing with the DI tracks is they've got no effects on them, so that you've just got a straight signal. So it, you know, you know, your worst case scenario is you've always got that DI to fall back on and you can work from that. And if you want to, you can reamp that DI signal and, and do whatever you want with it to create the, the, the sound that you need. Yeah, I mean, that, uh, Mark hit the nail on the head there. That that track, um, that well, that video that you're speaking of, that song, the um, we, we were never happy with the bass tone uh, that we got from the studio. So that was actually re-recorded at my house. Um, and... I don't really have the facility to have amps on full uh, a lot of the time. <laughs> so, uh, so DI was the uh, DI was the option, and um, yeah, I mean, for for the, for that track and the equipment used, it it, it worked out um, exactly how we wanted it, really. Okay, cool. Uh, this EP debt we pay. Uh, mm. Last question is: What should we expect from this EP? Is there a rhyme to the reason? Is there a concept to it, a theme to it? There's a definite theme. So um, the, the the term debt we pay is the the ultimate debt anyone pays, which is death. <laughs> uh, now, uh, <laughs> lyrically, our songs aren't the uh, aren't the happiest. Um, they, uh, they 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 document a lot of emotions. Um, so you know, the overall theme is not the is not the happiest. But musically, you, you possibly wouldn't get that from it. Um, so it's by no means a concept EP, but the uh, the, the, the overall tone is uh, is in that vein. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I think just generally as a band, our songwriting is quite eclectic. So we don't have any two songs that sound the same. They're all different to each other and what we wanted to do was um, kind of give a flavour of the range of things that we do. So for example, Debt We Pay is an acoustic or at least semi-acoustic recording. It's got acoustic guitar and stuff on it. Um, And then some of the, you know, the other tracks like Awake have have really got some quite big epic sections in them as well. So there's really quite a 12 gauge blues is much more of a kind of groove driven straight down the line kind of track. Um, and then wasted kind of big slab of uh, energy, I guess, close as we get to it anyway, with our music, you know, we don't, yeah. we do kind of up tempo. We don't do anything that's like really fast. Um, don't do any like speed punk or anything. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it's a, it's a big slab of, uh, of mid paced foot tapping. You know. <laughs> <laughs> not wrong with that alright boys well we chatted about uh, a lot about a trio power trio we chatted about looking for a vocalist we chatted about being sneaky we chatted about 
natural drum mixing. Natural drum mixing, mixing bass DI. Yeah. We chatted about uh, the EP debt we pay with a couple of tracks on there. And then for those uh, listening in, Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you're listening, or you're watching on the website, rockmetalpodcast.ca, or on YouTube, down below in the show notes, you'll have a link to the boys' website, as well as to some music videos slash lyric videos uh, that will take you to the boys' YouTube page, and you can keep up to date there as well. Well, gang, thank you so much for coming on to the Rock Metal Podcast today. Thank oh, you so, so much for having us. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been lovely to chat. It's been really good to meet you.